Is everything good? Hey, welcome back. I want to tell y'all, there's no, I don't even know how to really intro into any of this, but I want to tell y'all a story. This is a real life story that happened to me. I don't know if I've ever told it before. I'm pretty sure I've said it once, but I don't know if I ever uploaded that specific episode. But it's something where someone tried to buy my forgiveness with money. And I know we're jumping at it, but it all connects. Okay, so what happened was, as you know, as you know, your girl goes on mission trips. I, first and foremost, okay, what? Okay, I go on mission trips. That's my thing. Um, I'm a student currently, so until I graduate, I just do seasonal mission trips like, you know, like any other person does, really. But I go every single year. Um, and by mission trips, I mean international. Because for me, for some reason, I like doing it overseas. So basically, I was fundraising to go. I, I don't know if it was Zambia or South Africa, but it certainly wasn't DRC. It was somewhere in Africa. And I have a family member who has this really good job makes a lot of money her like the type of money where she would drop like what i would raise for a mission trip which is a couple thousand dollars and more than a, a couple means technically a couple means two so a thousand dollars more than a couple okay starting price so i would have to fundraise for that this person would drop that much and more and louis vuitton on a little clutch on a little purse you know, and just like, oh, I'm just so stressed. Oh, I'm just going to get a new purse. So and here's the thing. That's just, I'm just setting the ground of what we're dealing with today. Not today, in that situation. So, you know, things happen and there was a family conflict and there was arguing and all of that stuff. I may or may not have caused that. I don't really remember, but I wasn't the one that started it. I may have caused it, but I didn't start it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not important. But that's really not even important. But anyways, regardless, it really had nothing to do with me. It really didn't. I just asked a simple question, and then all this hoopla started. And it just the whole family started arguing, really. Not really, but, like, you know, things are just ratchet. It was just an absolute shambles. And things were said. And here's the thing about me. I'm so glad that the Lord has, you know, really worked on me. I, in very contentious moments and conflicts and arguments, I tend to be very peaceful and like take everything like it's not serious because I just, to me, it's just a waste of my time. Like, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to die. No. So I don't, I didn't say anything during that time that was like super like, ooh, that was, I need to go repent over in a corner right now, little girl. It was nothing of that sort. Nothing of that sort. Um, but things were said, period. Like, things were said, you know. And it was like, okay. And really, it. W- I know everybody, like, takes their own side. But I genuinely don't believe I said anything that anyone would find me in the wrong. Because I really didn't say anything. Um, but either way, things are said. And this other person who has all the money wasn't even physically there. But they were just on the phone. They were called or whatever. And then... They ended up saying some pretty nasty things about me. <laughs> I was like, what did I have to do with this and that? Something to do with me. So, but the thing is, is like, 
sometimes mm, this just happens, you know, there's females and family members. It just happens. So usually for me, I'm just like, I hate how things have to go there. This is not at all recent, by the way. So it's not like I'm just like, oh, I just went to this big argument and now I'm getting on a podcast to like, mm. no, this has everything to do with what I'm going to talk about. Um, things are said and then later on I get a text because things are weird. Like people weren't talking to each other. For me, I'm just not talking because I'm over it. Like I'm so over it and I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say anything wrong. I didn't say anything out of line. So if someone wants to make amends, then it's like you would have to make amends <laughs> because we're chilling over here, right? And gang. so I get a text, and this text from my family member says, "Hey, how much is the remainder of the balance of your trip? I'm gonna pay. F- I'm gonna pay it all off." Now, when I fundraise, of course, like honestly, for me, like each trip gets more and more expensive. It's not like I'm, like, struggling here and I'm just like, it's so expensive, so pricey. Like, that's just the reality the reality of life. Like, things get pricier. You're trying to go further and further out into the country, into the world. Babes. Goss. <laughs> Airplanes. <laughs> you think you're going to get that for 50 bucks? Hey, I receive it, though. I receive that in Jesus' name. But the point is things get expensive. So each trip that I've set out to go to... They're just more and more. I remember my first mission trip was like $1,200. And I thought that was like so hard to attain as a young child. I was like, what, 15, I think, on my first mission trip or 16. It w- I was either, either fundraised at 15 I turned 16. Because I usually start at one age and I turn a new age and then I go on the trip. Either way, I thought that was impossible. And then the next trip jumped to like 1500 and then 1700 and then 3000 and then 3400 and then 3500 approximately so and then now I'm fundraising for something that's like <laughs> supersedes all of that um so like i said things get more expensive or whatever and the the point is i'm a college student a lot of that i use a lot of my whatever work that i do to pour into that i i give people opportunities to give the point is i was like hey y'all y'all can give i was letting them making it known like this is the ground you can sew in. Hey, here, because I'm never, I'm not, you're not going to cash me begging for money. Absolutely not. And so when I got this text while I'm in the middle of fundraising, while I'm like, I'm, I don't know personally, like how far away I was from the final amount. I don't know. I'm guessing it was, I'm guessing it was maybe like a few thousand because this person knows this person has that kind of money. And if it was 20 bucks, then I wouldn't be talking to this person anyways. You know, (laughs) come on, 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? So I'm guessing it was a couple thousand or maybe like half of 3000 maybe left. And honestly, when I got that text, it genuinely felt like one of those like those like crossroad moments where I just immediately knew in my spirit, I knew this will be, if whatever decision I make will be a harbinger of whatever, you know, comes next in my life. I felt like this was kind of like a test, a test of integrity and character, a test of integrity and character. Cause either, cause I immediately knew, I immediately knew, and I know this person, I know how this person works. This person, because they have a lot of resources, they use their resources to buy their way into people's good graces 
They use that to buy people's forgiveness. They use that to buy favor and, 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 you know, friendship in a way. And because it's just, I'm sure there's a root reason for that. There is, but that's just a way that they do that to fulfill whatever that root issue is. And I immediately knew if I accept this girl's money, she's going to think like, oh, like everything's good. Everything's cool. But not only that, she's going to, it's kind of gives this person a leverage. And my thing is, is like, why would I give anyone a leverage that doesn't treat me right? Doesn't treat her family members, her family members, right? People that I love, people that I know, I hope she loves. I don't know. Oh no. You can gauge how people love someone. If people love someone or how much people loves another person by how they treat that person not by what they say by how they treat that person that might be heartbreaking for you and that might be eye-opening for you okay that might be encouraging for you however that applies that's how you know not by what they say by what they do okay so i just knew like this person like you're gonna this is gonna be something where you're just gonna have leverage over me where it's like well i'm the reason why you got to go on this trip my thing is is like I knew in that moment, like, I didn't want to receive that seed, even though it would have gotten me to where I wanted to go, where I felt that I I just desired to go. Because if you know me, if you know me, you know that I love to travel and I love to evangelize and I love to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just do. Your girl just does. It's kind of like an addiction. It's like my thing. It's like every single year my church announces we're doing this trip. My family immediately knows Grizel's doing that one. Yeah, Grizel's going to go all that. They just immediately know. And it's just my thing, you know? So to me, I'm like, oh, you know, that could fulfill the thing. But then it's like, but you know what? I praise God that I'm not an idiot. I also praise God that, you know, I, you know, my brain has been sending synapses and it hasn't stopped. Like elec- the electric current in there is still, still sending signals. It's still working. Because here's the thing. What I decided, what I followed in making my decision wasn't something where it was like the Holy Spirit was like, thou shalt not. It wasn't anything like that. It was actually based on certain principles that I have, which brings me to the title of this very podcast episode, How Not to Compromise. How Not to Compromise. Um... And obviously, I'm going to go into the story and how that I worked that out. But this title and this theme, it came to me, I want to say it was like around nighttime. And it was something that I've been like thinking over because um, I happen to, you know, I, I, I teach and preach, last preach, mostly teach on this broadcast that reaches to like the African diaspora and even and people in Africa. And it's, so I, I, I'm on that platform. Is there, child, I don't know if this is a threat or an animal on me. Oh, oh my gosh. Why does this happen every single time I'm on? It's like every time I move, I feel like there's like, is that a thread? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, I do this every episode. So, <laughs> so I teach on there. And I've been thinking, so it's like every Saturday or something. So I like constantly have to like have new things to teach on. And recently, I think it was like last Saturday, like it didn't happen because something's some technical issues, child. 
And I was like, ooh, like, I wonder what I'm going to teach about. And, gen- like, the thing that just kept coming up in my spirit, in my mind, in my heart, whatever, like, was, like, how, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I know the idea where it's, like, if if I could tell believers one thing, if I could if I could encourage believers in in this specific area, I know that they will succeed. I know that they will be well. And it's like how not to compromise, but really how to not leave the faith, and just certain things like that that'll get you to a position where it's like you won't even you won't even leave the faith because you have certain principles lined up where it doesn't allow for that to be a reality. Which brings me to point number one to how to not compromise. Have principles in place. Listen, I don't know about you, whatever your climate of life is, whatever season you're walking through, whatever seasons you got out of, whatever. But there's going to be times in your life where you decide to do something, right? You make up your mind and you said, this is what I'm going to chase after. This is the goal I'm working towards. This is what I want. And because you decide that, there at times will be testy situations that come up that give you the opportunity to compromise whether it's an easier route whether it's well you can get here quicker if you do it my way whether it's whether you know you felt like God's leading you in this direction but something happened and it's like uh it will it will technically get you what you want but it's just not that's just not how it just doesn't feel right. You know, it feels like a cheating, like a, like a, like a, like a, not a scandalous way to get there, but like a, like a low ball. I don't even know the word way to get there. And, and the way that you initially, you know, the way that's, I guess like the way initially to get there is something that requires longevity or hard work or, or perseverance or like, what is it? Like the hard way out, you can do the easy way out, but if you do the easy way, then you won't get quality. But if you want quality, you're going to, is going to require more, it's going to take longer, it's going to cost more. And it's like, but the end goal will be the end goal. It's just how you want to get there, which is really going to depend on the payout. Well, I'm going to teach and encourage you on how to not compromise because stuff happens, you know, things happen. But I promise you, it'll be, it won't be based off of how many Bible scriptures or like, I won't say that how many good teachings you've heard and how many encouraging Pinterest quotes you have saved on as for like a wallpaper background for one day that you're going to put it on. It doesn't matter how much of that, you know, you got to be a person of principles. If you don't live your life based on principles, you, it's like you have no foundation to like go through anything, you know, for example, like if you have like a problem arise, but you have like a moral of quotes, have you done this yet? Has this been done? Has this been checked on? If that's so, then do this. If this has not been adhered to, then check on that. If that has been adhered to, then this is what we do. Now. Like there's a typical system that people have when a problem arises to help keep them like in order to get to the solution, no matter what the problem is, right? Those are what I would call a principle. And specifically for me in that situation where this person was really trying to buy my forgiveness with the rest of my trip my mission trip you know here's the thing everything I probably would have received it I probably would have if I didn't have these certain principles in place where it's like I 
you know, I, what, what is, I like, um, not project, but I like the way that I describe my fundraising and it's not from me. It's really biblical, but I let people know that this is sowing ground, that this is something that you sow a seed of faith towards. And I knew that that would, that, that, that the person, that girl that's trying to like, well, how much is, you know, somebody insults you, says all these nasty things and then texts you out of the blue a few days later, how much is the rest of your balance of truth? I want to pay it off. That's not a seed of faith. If you know me, you know how I care about souls. You know how I care about the kingdom of God. That's not something where you're passionate about putting the kingdom forth and advancing the kingdom. And you're so passionate about what I'm going to do. And though you aren't able to go, you want to send me on as a missionary or evangelist or teacher, whatever the, whatever. That's not, that's, that has nothing to do with the motivation of why you get, you're giving to me. You're giving because of selfish reasons. You're giving because you want to soothe your conscience. You're giving because you want to whatever. This is, that's a selfish reason. There's nothing there's nothing selfish about seed time and harvest. There's nothing selfish about giving outside of your tithes to the kingdom of God. There's nothing selfish about that. Not only do you have to give tithes, you 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 you're you, you're giving an offering which is like you decide how much you give. And it's ugh. I mean, you only the only the tithe is mandatory. The tithe and the offering really, you know. The tithe is a 10%. That's the mandatory thing to keep you under the covering. But you're giving for a different reasons. That doesn't, that doesn't morally, that does not seem like a good decision. And the thing is, it's like, I knew, I knew if I received that, I, w- I felt like, I genuinely felt like that I would have failed a test. Like I would have failed it. Like it would have shown God, I don't have good character. I don't have good morals. And I'm just, I'm just willing to receive anything. But I knew that it actually took more balls to be like, no. You know, I actually do need that amount and I'm blessed that you have that, that I know someone who has that amount and I do need the amount <laughs> to get there. Okay, okay. But I'm going to say no, because I immediately knew based off of my Bible principles that I know by reading the word, being a student of the word is that I'm never in lack. No, I don't beg people for money for mission trips. This is, that's not what this is. This is letting people know that there's an opportunity to give, to be a part of the reward, to see, I'm going to, I know I've been called to be sent. You can join in that vision and being a sender as I go. And I know I'm going to get there with the help of God, period. But this is a great way to advance the kingdom as a child of God. If you're not going, you, you should be sending because that's what the kingdom is after. It's all about it. To save, save souls, the souls that Jesus died for, right? So I was like, okay, babes, you don't care. You don't really care about really my objective, like what I'm doing here. Obviously, this is for you. This has nothing to do with me. I said, no. I was like, girl, no. Actually, I didn't even say girl, no. I don't think I, I genuinely didn't respond. I didn't respond. I was like, I'm not going to respond to this. And, you know, it was a decision that I made. And I was like, girl, this is kind of bold. Chow, crizo, chow, crowd, chow, 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 crizo, crizo, chow. This is bold. This is like a Martin Luther King type of, you know, you know, those type of actions where it's like, I may not have ABC, but I have my integrity. 
Like, it was something like that. I felt like clapping myself on the back, but I still didn't have the rest of the amount to go on the trip. I I went on the trip. Oh, my gosh. That makes it sound like I, like, never went on the trip. (laughs) I absolutely went on the trip. Um, But I will say, after making that decision, I was was like, nah, no thanks. Like, you're not going to buy my forgiveness. Um, I, like, asked, like, somebody, some ministry that I like following on a QA. and a I was like, has anyone tried this with you? And their wife was like, yeah, people have tried that. And they, they they didn't receive it and I was like okay so I felt encouraged knowing like okay so other people have experienced this and it feels good to know that like oh I think I made a good decision because it's like okay you understand like I'd rather just not receive that I don't want your pity money I don't want your forgiveness money this isn't a catholic church what is that penance is that what they call it tuppence I'm kidding I don't know you know what it is if you don't then you don't because I sure don't (laughs) I don't want that atonement sacrament whatever the freak i don't know i think it's sacrament yeah something no i don't know i don't know i don't want that no no i'd rather you give the right way you give with joy a cheerful giver okay i'd rather you give with faith i'd rather you join me on the mission like join join me with a faithful mindset believing that what you're sowing is going to reap a bountiful harvest and reward and be excited for the testimonies. Because I'm telling you, these people don't even ask that that person. They don't ask about tests. They don't ask about, oh, what happened? How did God move? Or, it's just something cute that I do, I guess, to them. It's just like, oh, it's just something that she does. But you don't care. So <laughs> I'm not going to take that. I'm not. You can't buy me, the freak. <coughs> please, please. You should have told me. You should have been like $10,000. Then maybe we would have had a different conversation. Maybe this episode would have been scrapped. But no, you didn't. You missed your chance. I'm kidding. No. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, and then honestly, like, um, for that trip specifically, the money came in faster than I've ever seen money come in besides this most recent trip. And I genuinely um the money came in. It was like it was like a good fundraiser pace, like of money coming in. It was good. It was somebody got fully funded and then next person got fully funded next person got, and then I got fully funded so it, it felt like it was just back to back to back to back and it was great it was genuinely awesome experiencing that I believe I don't think I've ever myself um, accomplished that by myself without having my dad finance something or some part of my trips so I believe that was yeah that was actually the first time my father didn't give me a, a penny child of breath towards my trip <laughs> because I didn't want him to. Um, and no, I just didn't want to. I was like, no, I can do this. I'm going to do this with my heavenly father. And, you know, no, it's like, if you want to give, you're going to give this, is, you're going to give by a, sowing a seed, not by, because you're my dad and I have a dream and, oh, you just, oh, cause he wants to do something. You're going to give by faith. And if not, then God's going to get me there regardless. See principles, principles like that. We're, I'm telling you, if I didn't have those principles, I would have been bought. I would have been easily bought. Oh, yeah, a sellout. Is that what that means? Yeah, I would have sold out. Oh, yeah, you know. And then what? Open the door of an unhealthy relationship. I'd rather keep closed respectfully. Hmm. Yeah. And then what? No. But God brought the right people along. God opened doors financially for me. I got to go on the trip. And not only that, I genuinely believe that God honored that decision. 
because that that that's that, that's the kind of decision where it's like you sh- that's like a show of character where it's like god i know it's easy to do this but i'd rather make make a right decision because there is no well, what's the best decision here there's going to be when you are faced with these things that will question or cause you to question whether or not you're going to compromise or not there will be a right decision and there will be a wrong decision there will never be what's the best decision that's the path of compromise there will be a right decision and there will be a wrong decision period compromise is not that complex it's very simple initially (laughs) initially so Honestly, I believe that God honored that in such a way that, like, even on this trip, I saw I had somebody text me the exact same thing. How much do you need for your trip? I want to cover the balance. But the difference between that, though, I didn't do her wrong. She didn't do me wrong. It was like a relationship from, like, a church relationship. And I was in a Christian space with this person again. And obviously that's my girl. So I was like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, I good to see you. And we talked da, 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 and God put that on her heart. And I was like, oh, this much. And look how God used that. So God redeemed that. I genuinely believe. I genuinely believe like it was, a, it was like $2,000. So I genuinely believe that like God peeped that what he saw the decision I made. Peeped that blessed me, obviously, in helping me go to that trip fully funded and then for the next trip, he was like, I got you, Kuzo. And it just, it genuinely, it just, it makes me happy because it shows me that, like, God honors. He's faithful to the faithful. He shows honor to the who, those who honor him, who have integrity, who have a pure heart, you know? Like, because the point is, like, the same way when Jesus was fasting up there, you know, uh, was it up there? He was up in the mountains, child. He was fasting 40 days, 40 nights, and the devil came and visited him and everything like that. And he was like, please, the devil was like, please, I can give you anything in this world. I'll give you all the da 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 Just, you know, just, you know. And Jesus, you know, he responded with scripture. That, that's what I mean. There's a right, there's a wrong decision. There's going to be a right decision. There is no, what's the best choice here? You get to eat, and then if you break your fast, Jesus, no. I set out to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. The devil's trying to tempt me with this thing. And it's like, and you, here's the thing that's really crazy. When you fast, you like get greater access in the spiritual realm, right? Like, for example, when you think about the story of the disciples and Jesus, when they were casting out demons, they came across a certain person that was demon possessed and the disciples could not cast him out. And, And they went to Jesus and they were like, why cannot, why can't we cast this demon out? Which shows me they were casting out demons before this specific case. And Jesus said, oh, this kind comes out. This kind only comes out but by by prayer and fasting. And then I, I don't know if it was that same story or it was later on. But it was if it wasn't the Pharisees, it was, it was most likely the Pharisees. And they were asking him, why don't your disciples fast? Like, why don't they fast? And Jesus was like, why if the bride is here? The bridegroom is here. But when the bridegroom leaves, then the bride will fast. And <laughs> which is which is, which just shows why that specific demon could come out. But the thing is, Jesus led a life of prayer and fasting, right, 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 right. Remember, forty days, forty nights, the same prayer and fasting that the devil came to te- to tempt him at, out of, 
And then after that, he didn't succeed. But what did the Bible say that the devil was going to do? He he would revisit him at a more opportune time. Opportune time. And those opportune times are when you and I, believers of Jesus, decide to do faith-filled decisions, make faith-filled moves for the kingdom of God, right? So back to what I was saying, like fasting, that's, that gives you greater access in the spiritual realms. The same way Jesus said, oh, that doesn't come, that kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. That lifestyle of prayer and fasting Jesus had was able to cast that demon out of that specific case. And yet, while he was in prayer and fasting, the enemy tried to give him spiritual, oh, authority in this area. I can give you this. I can give you that. Because remember, at this time, Jesus didn't have the keys of David. He didn't get all the authority yet. Jesus is given all authority after he resurrected by God. And he has the key of David after he went to, after he done died. And he went on down the hill. I forgot that country song. He took the keys of David's. David from the devil from the devil okay yet yeah, the devil was trying to tempt him hey I can give you that if you g- if you do it my way nah I'm gonna call some scripture at you buddy bookie I'm gonna call some scripture bookie and you gotta go you gotta flee boo boo because I gotta finish this 40 days 40 nights babes thanks love you <laughs> much love thank you baby thank you boo boo you know isn't that interesting you have to have certain principles in place. And those same principles Jesus had in place are the principles that he quoted to Satan to get Satan off his back. Boom. I intend in God. I'm not going to test. The Bible says, do not. Child, what he said. <laughs> Don't tempt God, essentially. And other scriptures that he quoted. Those are the principles he has set in place. Number one, you're going to have to identify what they are and know what they are. There's no way I could have known you know, how to even navigate that situation unless I'm sure, like, obviously I could have called the pastor up and based off of his spiritual life and relationship that he has and knowledge of the word of God, he would have guided me through that. But initially, essentially, regardless, you're going to have to have your own spiritual walk. It all comes from the Bible. It all comes from relationship with God, right? And God is his word, according to John 1. The word of God in the beginning was the word and the word of God and the word was with God and the word was God. He is his word. Okay. So those principles come from the word. I wouldn't have known if I didn't, if I wasn't a studier, if I wasn't a reader, if I didn't delight myself in the word of God, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known what direction to go, where to pull that from. Huh? Set your principles up. What are they? If you don't have any, your life, you're going to live a very wishy-washy life and be confused. You'll lack direction and clarity because there's no path that you'll be following. And you should be known for your principles. There should, for example, you should be known for your principles and standards because that's how your relationships will flow in your life. For example, if my friends have a problem with me, they won't be my friends if they come at me crazy. Freeze out. Hold on, Buki. Watch the tone. First of all, there's not a single person around my age in my life that gets to talk to me any which kind of way. Because if they try it, I make it clear. All right, watch the tone. I don't know why you're catching an attitude right now. You got to make it clear. You got to teach people how to treat you. These are principles and standards that you set so people know, oh, this is how she rolls. Okay, I can't get loud with this one. I can't get crazy with her. She don't like that. She doesn't allow that. Nowadays, people call these boundaries. 
But you know what I mean? You got to you got to set those up. Otherwise, you're just going to allow anything. Anything. Well, well, this person yells at me really. Well, he gets super loud when he gets mad at me, but that's I just kind of that's just how he expresses it. You just have to understand that he's not really mad. It's just how he expresses. He don't got to yell. He's not 3. He can control his volume. That man is 59 years old. He can control his volume. Okay? Well, that's just how he talks. He can whisper. He can scream. He can shout. He can talk regularly. We're going to choose indoor voices. Okay? When you're frustrated, indoor voices, please. Okay? Thank you, Bookie. Thank you. That's crazy. People allow that stuff because they don't set up principles and standards. I don't allow disrespect nilly-willy. I'm not allowing certain things like this to happen. Some people, obviously, people go through things and they, like, get a little clipped tone where it's like, okay, grace of Jesus, grace of God come upon you and me. Because if this was any other circumstances, God forbid, but I see that you're going through something, so I'll allow it with grace. Only through grace and mercy and kindness that is not of my own. Okay? Okay? I understand that. But it, everywhere else, it's like, but, you know, that's a one-time ordeal. That's a few-time ordeal. Don't get comfortable. Don't get crazy at me. You got to set those up. You got to set yours up. And honestly, I think I could split this up in, like, two parts or whatever because this is going to be – this is a lot. This topic is a lot because this could – this can it's a general thing how to not compromise you know how many things christians set out to do but this is what i'm going to close with for this specific part let your yes be yes and your no be no you made a decision i don't know if that means you're going to medical school if you're going to another country if you're going to pursue your call in life if you're kind of like inching towards your call because maybe your parents aren't gung-ho for it and They'll allow you to do like little mini mission trips, but uh, the topic of you being a full-time missionary, like that's, that's a little extreme and they're not really comfortable. So it's like, uh, so little by little, you're like going in that direction to like kind of ease them before you rip the bandaid off and like move to Korea, North Korea. I'm kidding. Am I? Oh, okay. Pyongyang, whatever the capital of North Korea. That is that. I just don't know if I pronounced it right. I don't know. I don't know. It my th- my analogies are all like ministry related because apparently I don't know anything else. Or, apparently, apparently not. I don't know what it is, but the point is, you made a decision. You're gonna follow your dream. You're gonna follow your calling. You're gonna start working out and get healthy. And then people are gonna come in and why are you why are you why are you gotta work out? I think you look fine. I think. I think your desire to be healthy is a form of fat phobia. And I'm here's the thing. I sound like I'm joking, but this is literally the conversation and discourse that goes on in the Twitterverse. And it's insane. It's tech. It's really asinine, to be completely honest. But the point is, people will come across and try to test that. There'll be testy things that happen. What are your principles? Where are they? I'm not a quitter. I don't start anything. I don't finish. That's a principle. That's a really good principle, actually. I'm going to persevere. I don't choose the easy route. If I made up my mind, I'm doing it. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Revisit why you made that decision. I'm going to start a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be this. Revisit that. Why did you make that decision? 
and here's a there's a tip that I actually want people to start doing because Christians are good at having faith-filled declarations and doing zilch doing poo-poo doing caca doing nothing with it well I believe yes God has called me to be an evangelist when did, when are you gonna start <laughs> did he have a timestamp for when you're gonna start being start to be an evangelist like when are you you can you can tell the gospel right now yeah like right now right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yes god has called me in this in this time to be to be a voice in the wilderness find find a jungle find a desert go ahead if you're called to be a voice in the wilderness you're called to be that voice in the wilderness why aren't you in the sahara desert right now my brother I don't want to hear it. Why aren't you looking up the tickets to get to some type of desert and start crying? Who is this crying in the wilderness? Uh Uh-uh, it's me. Yes, God has called me to be a doctor. And you're going to a doctor. And you're, what what school, like, where are you, have you applied, madame? Mm-hmm doctor yes he called me to be well you know really i the calling came upon me when i watched gray's anatomy hallelujah yes 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 and i felt yes doctor 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 have you applied you bought the white lab coat but babes you need the certification what's going on eh? i'm telling you a lot of christians oh, i'm gonna be a singer songwriter but where's your guitar Where's your piano art? You don't even have to play music, but where's your voice? <laughs> you can't sing. <laughs> you can't even sing. God has called me to be the voice of this generation. You can't sing. Ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Start whispering. I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know. God called me to be an actress. You work at Chick Fil A. Unless that Chick-fil-A's money going to get you acting lessons, going to pay for the acting lessons. I don't want to hear it. You, you get what I'm saying? Faith without works is dead. I'm tired. Physically, like legitimately, I'm actually tired because it's like 1249. But I'm, you know, tired in every other way possible of hearing people declare, yes, this is what I'm called to be. And then they sit on their yash and do nothing. And then they come to the end of their life end of their life and they wonder what went wrong then they start blaming god which is anti one of my principles i will never blame god not only do i think that is massively disrespectful it doesn't come from a place of honoring god i'm never going to get upset at god because there's nothing god could ever do against me that will put him at fault and me in the right there's nothing that god could ever ask me for forgiveness for because who whose courtroom can i take god to and who's going to be the judge that tells God that he's in the wrong. Mm? That sounds insane. Are you mad? It'll never be me. So I don't allow foolish talk like that. Well, it's okay to be mad at God. That'll set you up for an improper heart before God. There's a specific way you should approach the Lord your God. And it's a, it's a way where you honor and revere and fear God. The Bible says that the fear of God is beginning is the beginning of all wisdom. Let me tell you, that's a stupid thing to tell people to say and allow people to feel. It's okay to be mad at God. It's okay to be mad. And it's okay to express, God, I don't know where to put this anger. 
but your principles should guide you in knowing, but I'm going to be respectful regardless, right? Like the same way if your mom did you wrong or your mom maybe like, or your father or whatever, with the principles of honor your mother and father, you're not going to call your daddy or your mama out their name and start cussing them out because you honor them. But you can say, hey, this is how I feel about this. I'm not going to get disrespectful. I'm not going to talk crazy to you. I'm not going to get loud. But this is how I feel. There's a way that you do it because you have principles in place to set you in place, put you in place and to check you, keep you accountable to make sure that you're living to a standard that's biblical, but also a standard that maybe you want to live in a conviction of. Maybe you don't want to listen to secular music. That's your conviction. That's your principle. That's your standard, whatever it is. I don't do that. I don't do that at all. Like, I don't know. Maybe you, I don't know. This will not be me, but people, you, you don't even want to listen to the happy birthday song. If it doesn't have Jesus in it, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Okay. Well, buy some earplugs because babes, there's secular music all around, all around us. Do you get what I mean? Do something about it. You, you set that up. And this is why I tell people to declare it. Because a lot of people decide things in their heart, but it doesn't travel anywhere else. I had a friend, and I, she may or may not be listening, but I had a friend who I know had a desire to pursue missions, and this specific opportunity opened up, and she she had a desire to go, but she was dealing with a familial contention where a where just just the family just wasn't super gung-ho about her pursuit of missions going off to countries like this. They just weren't here for it. They couldn't understand it. They weren't fans. So when this another opportunity came up, when the last one was just something that was just like, maybe their family was like, I'm not really excited that you leave like this. Uh, You're going to these areas that I don't, so far. Another opportunity came up. She was more, she, she was a little more unsure than usual not unsure but I guess not as motivated to go on this trip and truly the Holy Spirit literally told me and like talked to me how to talk to this girl so that every single time I see her I would look at her in the eyes and ask her like demand from her where are you going and she would say I it, it was so interesting because she would start saying I think I'm going to this country I think I'm going to go on this trip. And her answer would evolve from, I think I'm going to, I want to go to this. I am. I hope this to, I'm going to this country to the, the, now this girl is more than halfway fully funded for this country. And it's just, it's, it's so the Lord, because I, it's like, I would look at her just eyes land on her. Where are you going? And demand her to answer that question. And I believe that the, that, that caused her to call herself, from that place of doubt or confusion or unsureness or whatever. I don't know the unsureness. There's there's a better word for that. I just don't know it. It's 1250 freaking 54. But it caused her to elevate from that to be like, I'm doing this. So the fact that that like, oh, I'm not sure, became faith. And look at her now. And she put the work behind it. Oh, I freaking, I, I mean, I love that. <laughs> I love that stuff. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. So that would mean for you to actually, you know, do. That's a bi- that's from the Bible, actually. Ecclesiastes actually teaches 
if you're gonna say stuff and then not do it, it's better off you just don't just close your mouth, close your mouth, just close it because you're you're gonna be found a liar. I don't like when people lie. I don't like when people say I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and and you know you you that just doesn't feel right. Like for example, let's say oh I'm gonna do this. I have this calling. I want to be a singer. And people are like, oh, I want to sow a seed to giving you a microphone. I'm going to sow a seed to giving you a recording session. And I, I'm going to, I want to, but you do nothing, no EP, no nothing, no single, no album, no record, no bop bop, no boo boo, no piano, no guitar, no strum, no boom boom. The way, the way I was shut down, the way, the way I will never give you anything ever again. I want to be this. It, it's giving very much the boy who cried wolf. Ah, uh-uh, you want to be, you want to be, you want to be, you want to be a lot of things. Close your eyes, okay? I want you to be silent. How about that? Ah, uh-uh, ah, uh-uh. ah. You want to be a dreamer? Just say that. <laughs> you want to be a dreamer? It irritates me. People say stuff and they don't do anything, and then they get frustrated. They feel like they're not going anywhere. And it's like, babes, you haven't even done step one. I don't want to hear it. You're complaining why you're not on step 100. Where's the... Ah, you you physically have not moved towards this goal. I don't want to hear it. People have invested towards you. What have you done with that? People don't even have to. But the fact is you have good people around you that believe in God, believe in you. Don't take that lightly. Do something. If not even f- out of your own faith and belief in God, do it for those people because they spent money or they did something or they believe in you. They spent emotional energy towards you. That's a lot. Do it for them. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be found favor- Be found a person of integrity and good character, an honorable, an honorable person. I know when this person says they're going to do something, they do it. I don't have to worry about them. However long it takes, they get it done. Be that person. Don't be found out to be no liar. Nobody like you. You're just not easy to trust. Your integrity, boom, drops. It's very hard to to repair your reputation, but it's very easy to, to ruin it. It's harder to repair it than it is to even build it once you ruin it. You know, I've seen people... They 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 feel like they want to do something, and then they come to a point of contention, a point a crossroads where it's like either a compromise or this, or they just don't even realize that they have to just persevere and keep fighting the good fight, and then they wonder why God, why didn't I take off, why didn't I get successful? You you're a quitter. This this will probably be how I go into part two. But there's people that are like that they pursue things with. A little with like, what am I trying to say? Abandon it all. Hard abandoned. I choose you, God. For example, like salvation. There's no way I'm going to hell. I'm making sure of it. And <laughs> there's, I don't, I'm not interested in burning. What the freak? I don't want to. There's a choice. And I say, no, no, I don't want to burn. No, thank you. So I'm going to make sure I can do what I can do to make sure I go to heaven. Jesus made sure he did all he could do. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I ain't going to be one of them sinners listed in 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 that don't go to that go to hell. Child, it ain't going to be me. It it ain't going to be me. I might tell a joke, but I'll never tell you a lie. 
It ain't gonna be me. No, 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 no. You won't catch me in the. You won't catch me in hell flames. No, no, no. If you go to heaven, you see I'm not there. You didn't go to heaven. You, I'm sorry to tell you, you didn't make it to heaven. Cause I'm going to heaven. <laughs> what am I doing to make sure I go to heaven? I abandoned. Like there's no, uh, there's no room. I have, I haven't left room for compromise. Well, I could. Ooh, let me tell you one story as I close. I've been trying to close for the past 10, 20 minutes. Have you noticed? Let me tell you a story as I closed. I was in a history class. And it was an advanced placement history class. I don't know, because I have listeners that aren't in America. So there's a regular history class, and then there's advanced placement, which is more like college credit and whatever. I don't know. So this was a history teacher that I had, I think, two years prior. So he was my history teacher in middle school. And he was now my advanced history teacher for two advanced placement classes that I was taking um, with like civics and some history based stuff for like college classes in, in high school. And oftentimes like we would get into the topic of religion because I went to a m- predominantly Muslim high school. And if you weren't Muslim, you're probably atheist and or Christian <laughs> and or because it was that ratchet. Um, and this teacher i'm pretty sure he grew up a christian but he just he just wasn't it was like his parents faith and you know you just grow up in it you just uh you don't have a, your own relationship or desire or drive you don't develop that own so you just don't keep it up so he said in front of the class we're just all talking about it and we're we're all like again a lot of people are either muslim christian and or atheist so all of that was represented in one classroom and we're mature enough to handle a conversation on religion right so it wasn't there wasn't it wasn't like an argumentative like atmosphere it was just we're just talking it was like a really casual and he actually said like talking about religion he was like i mean look at kariza like she's growing up she's a christian now but watch when she grows up she'll most likely not be a christian and when he said that i was like hmm. and he said that because listen this is like my one of my favorite teachers if not my favorite teacher in high school when he said that I was like, well, I knew he was only saying that because that's how he grew up, where a lot of people grew up in the faith and just don't walk it out because they're like, it's just not for me or whatever. Maybe he grew up Catholic, child, because if I grew up Catholic, I would probably say the same thing. But I just I just rejected it. I was like, I understand why you're trying to say that, and you're probably trying to, like, project that because that's what happened to you. That's what you've seen. But I've got, I've got the, I'm in the flow. I've got something real. I've got something that I can't walk away from. Like, the fi- like the things that I have seen at that age, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I not only am I saved, I've seen had encounters with God. I've seen people that I love and know have encounters with God. There's things that I've seen. I've gone on mission trips already. I think maybe two at by that time that he said that. Two or three. I think I did three before I graduated. I was going on my third one by that time. And I was like, you know, I made up secretly, just not secretly, but like internally, I was like, because I outside, I was like, eh, no, but internally, I was like, that's not going to be me. I'm going to say a Christian. Come on. Like, I'm going to be a Christian. But what do I do to make sure that that's a reality, though? I'm not going to be allowing things to, to even like, what is the word? Back, back. I'm not allowing myself to backslide into like atheism the freak i'm not allowing stuff like that i don't allow crap like that 
There's no other voice in my life that can even say that to me presently at this point. Obviously, that's a teacher. Can't really choose my teachers. Now there's nobody in my life that can really say that. That's a friend or have or has relationship with me like that. Most everybody I know is like filled with the Holy Ghost. So it's like this. That's impossible. I don't engage with stuff like that. I don't engage with people that, you know, that no, no, no. there's no way. But I've closed off any doors of access of me even leaving because I'm completely abandoned to God. I've chosen God. I'm abandoned to him. Meaning if I turn back, there's nothing. What? What the freak? Where can I go? Like where? Where else am I going to go? I, I can't not be a believer. I can't not be a Christian. The same way Jesus asked Peter, are you not going to leave with the rest of them? Peter said, where else are we going to go? We're, we're following you. That's a, that's me. I'm abandoned to you. I said I'm a believer. I'm not leaving you, God. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not turning back, which is just like that... Um, christian song that they used to sing for children i've decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me the world behind me i don't know i'm pretty sure there's more to that song but the point is (laughs) no turning back there's no turning back i'm not turning back i've already made that decision i've decided ed that's a past tense i already decided i don't gotta decide again it's already been decided I'm sticking with you, um, and I'm and I'm stick beside him, and I'm stick beside him, and I'm riding with you for eternity. Period. Not to the day I die, for eternity, babes. I'm gonna be in your face. Ah, the way I will, the way I will fight people to get off my Lord and Savior when I get to heaven. To the Lord Terry, I'll be pushing people off. Get away from him. It's my turn, and it will always be my turn. I'll be fighting. I'll be fighting, 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 fighting. If I can do that in heaven, I'll be fighting. If I can, if I can, if I can, if it's going to be like that, it's probably not, but still, you know what I mean? So that's the last point that I'll visit. There's so much more in this topic. We had already almost reached our hour mark, a little (laughs) celebratory hour mark. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. How to not compromise. God bless you. Listen, if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, you're not a Christian. Either you've walked away from God, you used to live a life dedicated, consecrated to God, and you've ended up at a point in your life where you haven't even spoken to him. You haven't read your Bible. You haven't cracked it open. You haven't walked with him. You haven't walked into a church service. Your, your relationship with God is stale and lifeless. You haven't checked in on him. You haven't talked with him in a while. I want to invite you to give your life, to rededicate your life to the Lord. To the Lord. And if you have never done that, I want to invite you to dedicate your life to the Lord for the first time. And the way that you do that is to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. You confess that he is Lord with your mouth and you believe that as well. For confession is made to salvation. Child, I always quote that wrong. I just believe that. <laughs> just say this, Father God, forgive me of my sins. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the He died on the cross for me. He bore my sin and the sin of the world. He died on the cross and on the third day of being dead, he rose again. He was brought to life 
and lives today. Help me to live for you, God, by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that I don't have to be subject to sin anymore, to fear anymore, to addiction anymore, to whatever else that I felt bound by. Jesus Christ rose again and broke the power of sin over all of our lives to those that receive him. Thank you, God. I receive this all by faith. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I want to congratulate you. Welcome to the household in the family of God, or welcome back. First thing I want to advise you, advise you to do is to find a good church. A good church is a church that believes in the full Bible, cover to cover. Holy Ghost, ask them what their stance on that is. Baptism of the Holy Ghost, who they speak in tongues, all these things. The Bible says do not quench the spirit. Find a good church, a Holy Spirit-filled church. Nobody got time to tell you to go to no cathedral. Catholics are very nice people, very, very nice people. you got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit of God, though, that God has given us to have. And it's essential to live a conquerous life, a victorious life on this earth. I would even advise you, after giving your life to the Lord, congrats, of course, to get, after you get to find a good church, get into discipleship, get under leadership, have a spiritual covering, someone that can keep you accountable, talk to talk into your life, encourage you, build you up, sharpen you. There's people there waiting to do this for you. And it's all found in a good church. And um, I don't know, I burped, sorry if you heard that. And yeah, and hopefully that church has really good worship because some of these churches try to... Mm-mm. But I hope you find that. And I want to say thank you for listening to this episode. I'm going to go sleep because church starts in nine hours. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>